0: Welcome to Red Moon Roleplaying and a Grim Tale, set in the area of Faerun called Icewind Dale. We are an actual play podcast that stays in character and uh, focus on immersion and atmosphere. We've been going since 2017, and since then we've played Curse of Strahd, Baldur's Gate Descent into Avernus, some Planescape, basic D&D, and now we're about to launch our playthrough of Rime of the Frostmaiden. My name is Matthias. I'm originally from Sweden, now living in Japan. And today, I will be playing Raylan, a human male fighter with some dark secrets. Joining me is Jenny. Who are you, and who will you be playing?
1: Well, I am uh, an avid role player. Been playing for about thirty years. I live in Sweden, and I'm gonna be playing Janbrick Littlefoot, a Lightfoot halfling swarm Swarmkeeper, which is a subclass of uh, Ranger. And she might have a problem controlling the swarm. That's why she might have moved to colder areas of the country.
0: That would help keep them under control. We also have Yalmar. Who are you and who will you be playing today?
2: I am uh, Yalmar, also from Sweden, and uh, right at this moment also living in Japan. And uh, I will be playing Calvert, a uh, human rogue who uh, has found himself here as he needed to cool things off a little bit we'll see if anything more than that unravels as we go along
0: let's see indeed and finally we have our dungeon master craig Austin. Can you say a few words about yourself and then take us into the adventure
3: i certainly can good evening everyone i'm craig i am a london-based individual who plays the role-playing games apparently and tonight it seems i shall be leading this little tale what is our tale why it is a tale of icewindale a interesting location featured in the upcoming supplement icewindale rhyme of the frost maiden and tonight we shall perhaps be having a little little preview of just one of the many things that could possibly await in this realm of The cold and the dark. I suppose we shall begin. A cold easterly wind is blowing across the great Lac Dinnershea, which is the great lake, situated just near East Haven, one of the ten towns of Icewind Dale. Icewind Dale, the frozen north, a very dangerous and remote location, situated just north of the Spine of the World Mountains, and just before you reach the Sea of Moving Ice. It is a harsh place, but the Ten Towns offer some element of civilization out here. Times are hard, of course. For two years now, an eternal winter has reigned over Icewind Dale. The locals call it the Everlasting Rhyme. None know why this is happening, but many of the locals believe it has to be the work of the gods, one god in particular, of course, Oral, the Frostmaiden. But such things are not the concern of our free travellers, who we see wading through the snow near the lake's eastern side, near the roads. These free have been sent out of a simple task. They are travellers who have come to the town of Easthaven looking for work. Even in these times there are still people coming to the frozen north, but the caravans are becoming fewer and fewer as the winter never ceases. These three have been sent out by the captain of the Easthaven militia, Captain Imdra, with a very simple task. Apparently some of the fishermen who are travelling out onto the lake Mostly frozen you see, but there are still areas on the lake you can ice fish. These travellers have been having problems. Some of the fishermen have been going missing. It is believed to be the work of beasts on the road. After all, even in the wilderness, here, so cold as it is, there is life, and in times as desperate as this, that life becomes desperate as well. As there are naturally many little caverns and caves along the eastern side of the lake, it is quite natural to think that something might be holding up in one of those caves, and they probably need a bit of clearing out if they are attacking the fishermen. The fishermen after all, desperately need to fish. Food is becoming scarce. So, free individuals have been hired for that work. We see them moving along the road, equipped with heavy winter clothing and snowshoes. Sadly, they do not have any sleds or any steeds, so... The journey they've been on has been a bit slow, but luckily they are only maybe two or three hours away from East Haven, so worst case scenario, it wouldn't take them that long to get back on a clear day. They are travelling through the snow. Who do we see leading the way?
0: We see Raylan, a tall man and chainmail with a shaved head and a long dark beard. His nose looks to have been broken a number of times and then not having healed right. He has a long sword and shield by his side, and in his hand is a short and stubby pipe that he's been smoking the entire journey here, and now also during the search. You've noticed that he frequently loses himself in thought. It's that thousand-yard stare that you've seen and heard of. I wonder if they will find me here, if their dogs are going to catch up with me. Deserters are executed when found. No, no, no. Why would the flaming fist be here? Not at the spine of the world. No, no, no. Their reach is long, but not that long. I'm safe here, surely. I can start again. Steady sword arm always finds employment. And I I speak to the two of you. Do you think you're ever going to get used to the cold here?
2: Well, traveling just uh, a little bit behind you is a shaggy, quite. Severely overweight man who is uh, stumbling about in the snow, even with the snowshoes, clearly unused to this inhospitable terrain. city life person balding, you would see, if not for the big fur cap. You're uh, both aware that he spent quite a f- bit of money getting the best equipment. And then he played away the rest of the gold he had on dice. And now he's desperate, complaining, complaining, complaining. But he needs the money. He needs the gold. His skin looks a bit swollen, bloated. His slightly strained eyes are watery, large for his face. It's not a beautiful sight. Calvert is... Not someone you'd invite to your mum's dining table. No, I don't think I'll ever get used to this. And I don't want to stay here much longer. How far do we have?
1: janrick as a halfling, is of course struggling way more than you are in this harsh environment, as she's kind of wading in the snow rather than walking on top of it. Um, She's a, a few feet behind Calvert and uh, her clothing, uh, as it is reasonable for this environment, it, it seems that it's sometimes moving. She's, it, she has a lump like on her shoulder, all of a sudden it, it, the big lump has moved down to her waist and even down the leg of her trousers sometimes. Um, you know this from before that it is the swarm of uh, glowing wisps that tend to change color and almost form uh, according to her feelings she has uh, short uh, light brown hair in a dark tassel with shaved sides and you can see she has a fading uh, tan once um, one's probably been used to more friendlier environments than the cold here. We, 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 we do not like the cold at all, and, and uh, we would like this to, uh, I mean, we, I, I would like us to, to get this done as quickly as we can. Yeah,
0: agreed. Well, let's, let's keep going. We'll find what we're looking for soon, I'm sure.
2: I don't understand whether you couldn't have given us proper work in the city. I could have, I could have helped with the carrying ale in the tavern, something. This is ridiculous.
1: According to, to as far as I know, we're, we're fairly close now, and, and it shouldn't be too far. <sighs>
2: and we
0: continue uh, trudging along in the in the snow. Everyone
3: can roll me a perception check as they scan the horizon. Obviously, the lake is a lake and there's nothing there but it's the eastern side which is a bit hilly actually in this part of the dale that little caves little alcoves
0: could be found 20 plus 2 is 22
3: so 21
2: 15
3: naturally you raylan and you Janwick, spot it first but calvert you spot it pretty much immediately after it's not too hard to see just on the eastern side, you see what looks like an alcove opening, a little entrance way into the hillside. Must be a natural cave of some kind, you think to yourself. There we go.
0: That might be worth looking into, you all think? That must be where they're hiding. All right, let's get ready and get over there and take care of business.
1: Yeah, we, we, we can only pray that there's a, a, a little less cold in there, maybe even... <laughs> out a little bit?
2: Yeah, sure. We can do that,
0: I say, and I smile.
2: I uh, stumble almost uh, over a root that's sticking up in the snow, uh, but I somehow find my balance and spin around and catch the snowshoe on a, on a pile of snow next to it. I'm trying to... No, it doesn't look elegant, but somehow the balance is there. Fine, fine, let's go! And we start moving towards this uh, alcove, this uh,
0: opening, to try to get inside and take care of whatever it is that's been harassing these fishermen.
3: Of course, you begin moving forward. Being careful, of course, it's worth noting that even though it should be about two or three o'clock in the middle of the day, the sky is dim and dark. The sun has not shone here ever since this winter began. It's not as dark as true night, but it's still very, very hard to see things beyond the distance. Luckily, of course, you have brought torches and equipment with you, just in case. You also have the provisions you would need, for example, to make a fire or set up a small camp. Again, just in case. And you begin moving to this cave entrance. You come to the cave entrance. It seems to be quite large, roughly 20 foot across, so all three of you can easily stand next to each other and get in. But for the moment, of course, the interior is shrouded in darkness. You can hear the sounds of wind coming from somewhere in front of you, so it must be quite a large location. Or not a massive location, but maybe not a completely cramped cave either.
0: What do you do? I draw my long sword and I ready my shield, and I'm looking to one of the others. Can one of you hold a torch? Try to light the way up a little bit? I can take the point.
2: I can hold a torch, I say, as I start removing my snowshoes and put them to the side wall. Then I realize they'll stand there in the open, maybe someone will take them, and I I look for a crevice or, or a stone to hang them behind.
3: You easily find somewhere to hide things. What exactly do you hide?
2: My snowshoes.
3: Very well, you hang the snowshoes up just on the side of a little stone and they are now outside the cave entrance.
1: As we enter the cave, um, Janrik is noticeably more relaxed and and almost a little excited to get in from the harsh weather outside. And you can tell that... um, the moving about in her clothing starts to get more agitated and she she leans down and she's like whispering into the collar of her of her uh, jacket, like no we cannot come out and play now we have to wait and a few little things
3: it seems to you Raylan seem to be moving about the person of
0: Janrik but you can't quite see what they are I've seen this before but She seems... harmless enough. I mean, she seems capable, but also well-intentioned. I'm sure there's nothing to worry about there. It's not as if it's the strangest thing I've ever seen uh, during my travels or my time with the company.
2: I start uh, working a flint to try and get a light on my torch and uh, start cursing as I fumble about with it a little bit.
0: But eventually your torch lights. The light, it feels good, it feels reassuring. The dark is something I was afraid of as a child. I've gotten over it, but it's still unpleasant. So the torchlight is very welcome. And I get courage and I start to slowly move ahead inside the, the cave, the sword and the shield
3: uh, in hand. Raylan, you begin moving forward into the cave. The light from Calvert's torch, illuminating the darkness a little bit, but it is quite a large cave. You think at least 30-60 feet in front of you there is space to move in, quite cramped. As you move forward and the interior of this cold place comes into light, you think you can see there seems to be bends, one to the left and one to the right, but that would require further walking into the cave. What is everyone doing? If Raylan is leading the way, Calvert and Jendrik, what are you doing as he begins walking further and further into this cave?
2: My curiosity, having been a bit sparked, I do look around the place as we go, fiddling with something up my sleeve. I am not visibly armed, but yes, you would probably suppose that I have something with me. And uh, I gaze over a bit nervously at the halfling and the things that are inside their pockets.
3: Hmm. Yes, Calvert, you've often wondered what they have in their pockets, but unfortunately, the caravan journey and coming here, it's been a little tricky to just go up and pick a pocket, hasn't it?
2: Probably wouldn't be the best way to... Avoid attention. If something should happen, it usually never ever does, of course. I, I'm good at what I do. No one sees me, but somehow they did. Back in old Luskan, Guild had me sent up all this way just to let things calm down. What were the nobles having lost their valuable trinkets? It's annoying, really. I don't know what I could hope to find in here, but... Well, that's what they want me to do.
1: Hmm.
3: And what of you, Janrik?
1: Well, Janrik is trying desperately to get most of the snow out of her boots and and coat and everything, of course. But you can tell that she readies a short bow as well, um just to be sure if anything should emerge she's ready to let the short little arrow loose
3: well then Raylan it seems you're in the lead eventually you come to the end of the cave and shining around you can see the left and the right the left curves you can't quite see where it goes the right curves as well although you do feel you notice that the icicles and the rocks to the right there's more of them Almost as if that way is a little more closed off. But again, you'd have to go and look closer to see. The left seems more open.
0: Hmm. will it feels safer. To the left it is.
3: You begin moving left. For a moment, you disappear from view. Do the others follow you around the corner?
1: I hurry up and I'm kind of scurry after him.
2: As the halfling darts past me, I realise I'm going to fall behind. I cast a worried glance behind me. I'm I'm not a cave runner. I I like civilization, and people now are rushing off into this, uh, and I start increasing my pace just to catch up.
3: Raylan, you are in the lead as you come into a larger cave area. Here, there are a lot more natural rock formations. Anything could be hiding behind one. The ceiling is much higher in here as well. You can see icicles and little alcoves above your head in the darkness, but obviously you can't reach them because they're quite high up. You're entering this area. You can feel the others are coming behind you, but you are the one at front. What do you do? It is completely dark, by the way, apart from the torchlight.
0: I uh, wait until the torchlight gets close enough to light up, well, enough so that I can see. And as soon as uh, Calvert catches up, I I begin slowly advancing, trying to listen, trying to hear... There's something in here, I'm certain of it.
1: Raylan, did, did we have any kind of indication on what kind of beasts we're talking about? Are they big ones, small ones? Are they dragons, elementals? What are they? Do we even know that?
3: Do we? No, that's literally what you've been sent to find out. All the captain said was that some of the fishermen haven't returned. See what's up
0: that's probably kobolds.
1: I could see if I I could I could try at least to read read like the environment here and see if I can find any any trace of something or get a feeling for something maybe.
0: Yeah that, that's a good idea. That's, I'm sure you're going to find that it's kobolds. What do you look like when you
3: start using this sense? This is not a natural sense for a ranger. This is specifically due to your connection with Well, some would say the Fey world or the world of nature, your skill with the swarm. What are you doing?
1: I walk past uh, Raylan, just, and you put out a little tiny hand to stop him where he's standing. And then I'm, I'm like reaching the other hand in front of me into the darkness and into deeper into the cave. But I'm, it's not, it's not like I'm extending my hand. It's like I'm extending my sense. And you can, you can see how the, the, the lump underneath my clothes kind of spread out all through my entire clothing.
3: Hmm. And you extend your senses. When you do this, do you move in front of Raylan, by the way?
1: I might take a few slow steps, yes.
3: And you sense nothing at all. Now, this does not, of course, mean there isn't something here. It simply means that something of that nature isn't here, which perhaps is reassuring. There are definitely no powerful elementals, aberration monsters, dragons. No, none of that is here.
1: Or, or undeads. Don't forget the undeads. Of course. That is not here either, luckily. I, I can't really seem to pick anything up, so I guess we're gonna be okay?
2: Uh, I feel like I, my natural instinct is to light up the place or have some kind of thing that we could fall back to if if, if our torch goes out or anything happens. It'd just be nice to have more torches burning somewhere.
3: Well, if you wish, you can attempt to do so. That will, of course, take your attention for a few moments at least. So while you are doing that, it would seem that, Raylan, you are the only one who can roll a perception check.
0: 11 plus 2 is 13.
3: Raylan, you notice... Janric focusing her other senses, but of course to do that she doesn't use her actual senses. So while she is glancing around and seems reassured that there is nothing horrific here, and Calvert is behind you just trying to set some torches up to at least draw some more light, that is when of course you notice the creature pouncing onto you out of the darkness. You are of course caught completely by surprise. But you do see the being, because of the light. It is a large, cat-like being. But very large, about maybe twice the size of yourself. Stalking on all fours, a mouth full of sharp teeth, fur that blends into the very walls itself, sort of a whitish grey. You had not seen it at all until finally it opened its blue eyes to pounce upon you. But now this being is upon you, Janric, could you roll a survival check?
1: Seven. A large cat.
3: It's a large cat. You don't know what sort of cat or lion, or but you feel a little annoyed, perhaps, because of course you didn't sense this, because it's definitely a beast and nothing magical, but a fearsome beast nonetheless. Raylan sadly, you have been pounced upon and this being swiped at you with its claws, getting a surprise attack, which means it has advantage. I have armor class 19. The being swipes deep into your armor. It doesn't quite pierce the armor, but it still hurts. Please take seven damage.
0: And I I scream, and I I try to move my sword towards it, trying to find a a way of stabbing at it. Can everyone please roll initiative? Six.
2: Thirteen.
3: Eighteen. And the battle has begun. Calvert, you see what is happening. A great tiger, lion, you don't really know, but something unpleasant has pounced out upon Raylan and swiped it with its claws. Same as you, Janric, you turn to see your friend, or your companion anyway, being attacked by this singular beast. It is too quick, Raylan. Even as you get your sword out, it sadly goes first once again attacking you, although at this time at least you have a chance of defence. And luckily you are able to quickly dive out of the way from another swipe. It is your turn, Raylan, what do you do? Ah, too
0: slow, and I uh, move to um, to stab it with my uh, my longsword in a, in a sort of just forward thrusting motion, and I shall roll to attack. 16 plus 5, that's 21. That
3: is a hit. Roll damage.
0: That is 8 damage.
3: Your sword drives downwards, wounding this being, catching it on the leg. It howls as it pleads, but it is an incensed beast It does not want to back off just yet.
0: And I shall use my action surge and attack it again. I, we must take it down before it can get to my friends. And uh, I again uh, move to, uh, this time, slash at it with uh, the longsword. And this time I roll 13 plus 5, 18. That is a hit. Roll damage. That is a 1 plus 3, 4 damage.
3: Your second attack isn't quite as vital. You slash at it more from a sideway point of positioning. It still takes a scratch, but it bears its teeth at you. Keen to get a kill. Calvert, you are behind Raylan, but this being is within range if you were to move in and attack. But what do you actually do?
2: Just having fit one of the torches into a little crevice. I drop the other one that was about to light It falls on the floor, still smouldering, as... Two daggers appears from my sleeves, one in each hand, and I nimbly, strangely nimbly, for someone my size and weight, dart between the rocks and find myself up at the creature and trying to drive both of these daggers into its side.
3: Wonderful. You have advantage because it is still engaged with your friend Raylan. So please roll your attack with advantage and your sneak attack bonuses as a rogue.
2: My best hit is uh, 16 for the first attack.
3: That is a hit. Roll your damage.
2: 5 in the first bit of damage, plus 10 for my sneak attack damage. So 15 You
3: plunge your daggers into the side of this great being. Although it doesn't look so great now, it's bleeding so much. It doesn't see you coming. As you said, you are awfully nimble for your size. It sort of begins to stagger back, howling at you. But it is a weak howl. Its life's blood is beginning to spill everywhere. What do you do next?
2: As it does, I follow up with the second dagger, using my bonus action in two-weapon fighting. ...to try and drive another dagger into it.
3: Hmm. By all means, use your bonus action to... Yes, attack again.
2: And that is a 16.
3: That is a hit. And when you hit it, tell me how you end this being's life.
2: As the being steps back, weakly, snarling... I see the opening in its mouth. It's slowing down. And I somehow find myself just from an upwards angle down on the floor with the other dagger pointed upwards, driving it through the upper part of its mouth, straight in with my hand, in among the sharp teeth, piercing through the inner parts of its skull and quickly drawing that dagger back again.
3: And this cat-like being shudders and falls dead. Janrik. In seconds, your two companions seem to have quite steadily taken out this being. What do you do?
1: Well, while they, they're they fighting this cat-like creature, I have, of course, uh, summoned my swarm. And you can see uh, my coat almost billowing from within as uh, these tiny, tiny specks of now orange red uh, little wisps gather and emerge uh, out my arms out my uh, the, my collar and everywhere that where they can actually uh, escape from my coat even though the the foe has been slain they kind of circle around it um and it almost looks like they are Gnawing on the flesh a bit because they settle on the body a bit before it returns hesitantly to Janrik's hood and settles there.
3: Yes, your beings briefly went out and gnawed on this being. But then they seem, well, you command them to return. They don't want to. But there you are. Although I will allow you, Janrik, as a ranger... To roll a survival one more time.
1: And I roll a 19, that makes it 22.
3: Hmm. You're looking at the corpse, slightly mangled by the attacks in your swarm, and you just think to yourself, huh, is this the thing that's been causing the problems? Like, it looks quite old to you, you know what an old animal looks like. You're thinking that to yourself as Raylan and Calvert, how are you? You have successfully slain the beast. There is nothing else attacking you.
0: What do you do? And uh, after all this exertion, I I find myself coughing. <laughs> I've been coughing a lot lately. It's been
2: smoked way too much
0: on the way here. Oh, well, we dealt with that. Is this job done? I, I say to Calvert.
2: Other there more of them?
1: I think that is their specialty, to sneak up on people. Hmm. We need to look for more tracks, I think, before I can say whether or not we we are in the clear.
2: You think there's more of them? Well, go look for tracks, then. I'll... I will I'll, I'll, I start grumbling to myself as I uh, uh, dry off the daggers on the fur of the thing, and you see them slip up my sleeves again.
1: You can see Janrik standing over the body of the cat-like creature. She seems to contemplate something. He says, um, there might be more, but I'm not sure this is the cause of it all. It seems a bit old and raggy and, and maybe even sickly, I don't know.
2: Well, they were fishermen, not fighters.
1: True, true enough, but still, that it should have shown more signs of struggle than, I think, like old scars and something. I mean... Even the simplest fisherman could probably get, you know, a stab with a knife or something.
2: Uh, are you all right over there? I look over to Raylan who seemed to have caught you in your side. Oh, that's just a scratch. It'll be
0: fine.
3: Janric, due to your earlier check as well, as you start looking around, there are definitely no more tracks in here. There's barely any tracks at all. You think this creature is very good at stalking through the snow... But you do think as well that if there was more than one, surely there would be something, so... Oh, so the cave itself doesn't seem much larger, really. Calvert, meanwhile, looking for tracks. Well, you don't see any tracks, but you do see something. In the corner, there is a chest.
2: Hmm. I uh, see this. Something showing itself in my sight lines. I was about to turn back to go and pick up the torch. But the light in here is enough with that one jammed into the crevice. And I think I'll go have a little look and see what this is.
3: You go towards the chest and sure enough, it's a chest. Looks like a good sturdy wooden chest with iron casings currently closed.
2: Hmm. Interesting. I, uh, kneel down and, uh, examine it.
3: This seems safe enough. You can't see any obvious-looking traps. just seems like a closed box.
2: Hmm. Well, I'll carefully try and open it, watchful of any mechanisms that could be on the inside.
3: And open it you do. And inside you see an item... A beautifully carved chalice engraved with some very strange looking intricate designs.
2: How big is it? Can I slip it inside of my jerkin or jacket?
3: You certainly could, but it's quite large, so when you slip it in, it'll be noticeable. It is also made of a material that you. Hmm. Do you by any chance have any arcana or. History? Religion?
2: Hmm, No, neither of those is something that I would possess. Perhaps only when it comes to trying to figure out the value of things. I don't know which would adhere to that.
3: Well, then you have not seen this material before. It's like a sort of black crystal, but it feels almost like metal to your hand. It is wondrous looking. You think in terms of value, this must be very, very valuable.
2: Hmm. Well, it won't be easy to get back. I suppose I'll have to use the box. Um, do we see that he has found this, or...?
3: Yes, you see he has gone to a chest of some kind, you can see it, but you can't quite see what he's looking at in his hands. Well,
0: curiosity gets the better of me and I start moving up. Hey, what have you found there? It looks like a chest. Is this like a smuggler's cave or something?
2: Mm, this is, is some sort of chalice. I don't know what it's made of. It looks valuable, though. Worth my time getting here.
0: Well, uh, we can perhaps sell it in town and share the profits.
2: Maybe there are more of them.
0: Raylan, you
3: catch a glimpse, and yes, what a remarkable, dark, crystalline object. You can't help but just stare at it for a
0: moment. You've never seen anything like this. It's wondrous. It's beautiful. It's beautiful, and yes, I stare at it.
3: Janrik, you are the last to see this. Convinced there are no tracks, you notice the other two are looking at something, and do you go and join them?
1: To be honest, I'm not overly interested in the loot. Uh. I've got everything I need, so... But I, I do want to have a word with them, so I, I do walk over and uh, kind of... I, I, I pull on uh, Raylan's cape, coat, whatever you have on. Mm.
0: Yes, I, I have a I have a coat.
1: And I start saying something like, I, I do believe that the, the creature might have just been seeking refuge in the cave from the weather. Yeah.
0: Perhaps it was just... It, perhaps it doesn't even live here, it just it just came here, huh? Well, it doesn't... It seems like there's been people here. Look at this, I, I say, and I point to the chest. Look at, look at how beautiful it is. Someone must have hidden it here. It looks very valuable.
2: I put it back into the chest, and I close the chest, and I give it to you. Will you carry this, then? I'll hold the torch, or I, I'll put it in your pack, whatever. Why don't we just say we killed some kind of cat that probably took the sale? As we go back and sell this, we make some money, and things are quite fine, aren't they? Um,
0: Well, it could be. I I think we should still look through the rest of this cave. Um, But let's make sure that we bring back something of the cat, I I say. And I move up to the cat, and I start uh, cutting off its, uh, its ear. You cut
3: off its ear with ease. And, well, what do you all do? The chest isn't that heavy but it is obviously a chest it requires full attention and hmm yes calvert it felt a little hmm i mean i suppose that's all right isn't it a little voice in your head says it's all right to give him the heavy chest it's not like he'd run off with it right in your mind this voice says
2: well i'd see him do it and i'll cut him down for it surely I, I don't. Maybe there's more. I don't know. I I, I glance around, nervous, at the shadows now, and I go and I light up the torch that dropped to the floor.
3: And the area is lit, but again, there is no more to be seen here. Really, up above there are a few crevices, but you can't really reach up
0: there with the light. Otherwise, this area has been explored. It seems well, there was that other area. There was that other bend. Let's head over there as well, it was more narrow. Perhaps that's where whatever is doing this is hiding, I mean. Having a guard dog like this, or cat, would certainly help.
1: It it does sadden me to leave perfectly fine um, prey like this, but I, I, I wouldn't want to drag it all the way back into town.
0: It was quite heavy, let me tell you.
1: Well, I mean, the pelt and the tendons and, and even some bones might be useful, but, well, if we're lucky enough, we might be able to send some people over to take care of it. The, the cold should probably preserve it well.
2: But why don't you start skinning it for now and gather what you like from it while we go have another look?
1: But you mean leaving me, leaving us here all alone?
2: Uh, on second thought, let's let's all go together.
0: That's the safest. Yes. I say as I begin leading us towards the other bend.
3: As you begin leaving, does that mean the chest is just left there?
0: The chest I have put inside my uh,
3: pack, if it fits in there. It will not fit in your pack. It is a rather
0: large box. Well, it is the item that is of interest, right? Not the box itself. Yes. So then I shall take out the item and I put it in my pack. I, again, marvel at its beauty. And it feels good to be carrying it. Yes, I have it. I can bring it back. It feels wonderful to put it in your pack. Calvert,
3: as Raylan leaves with it in his pack, how do you feel?
2: I feel like I could have carried that. I feel like maybe I could have taken it. Maybe the little one could have held the torches for now if I just hold on to that thing. There were some things in it. I'd like to have a... a, Raiden, do you mind if I just have a little look at the thing? I I, I think maybe I'll, I'll learn something from it, I'm sure. Sure,
0: I... when we get out of the cave, all right? Now focus on keeping holding the torch. We 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 clear this cave out, and then you can have as many, many looks at it as you want, okay?
2: Fine, fine. And I hold up the torch a little bit higher.
3: Thank you. As the two of you enter back into the main cave, heading to the right... You notice something. To the south, there is a great deal of noise. What do you do? It sounds
0: like wind blowing very fiercely. Weather's getting worse. I hope we don't have to stay here. Uh, Let's go check it out. Um, I say, given that we're now, I guess, passing close to the entrance, uh, I figure it's a good idea to have a look, see if we perhaps have some sudden bad weather. Of course. Raylan, you go forward, and you see
3: white. Nothing but endless white. A great blizzard is blowing outside. Your vision is almost completely stopped past the cave entrance. You can see nothing at all. After all, it might be better on an actual day, but in this dark gloom, nothing but fierce wind and snow.
0: Curses, I say, and uh, come on, have a look. It's some kind of blizzard going on out there. I don't want to get out into that. I, I have been in blizzards before, I suppose. It's, it's not going to be very easy to get back to town. Is it even possible in, in that kind of snow, I, I think to myself? Roll me a survival check. That is nine. I
3: mean, surely, maybe, if you just left now, maybe. like Maybe if you just go now, you'll be lucky, uh, you think to yourself. Like, you have no dog sleds, no, no, no horses, uh, you can't quite remember where the road was, but
0: maybe if you just go right now, right now, you'll be fine. Yeah, we could, we could do it, like, we could just go, alright, we, we, I say we take what we have now, we have, we have the air, we have this, this beautiful thing that we found, um, as, as you were saying, Calvert, yeah, we have what we need, let's go.
1: You guys might do okay out there, but I'm, I'm a, if you haven't noticed, I am a bit smaller than you, and I would, rather if we stayed here. Maybe we could make a camp until the worst of it blows over?
2: I'm with the halfling on this. We're not going out into that, surely. you—you Joking.
0: (sighs) Fine. Fine. I'll stay here with you.
2: Let's go up this other... There was a route here. I don't think anyone had traveled here. It looked a bit narrow. Let's go
0: have a look. We have to anyways try to find a place to... to pass some time until the, the, the blizzard subsides.
1: Yes, sadly we aren't that used to this kind of weather. We come from more southern parts where where it's moist and hot. So.
2: Then why did you come here, you and your friends?
1: We might have a bit of a communication problem, me and them, uh, and it was causing us a bit of a trouble with our family and friends. So, um, we're trying to to get to know them better, and, and to control them better.
2: I only half listen as I take out a piece of cheese, and I start chewing on it idly, as we start moving down the other corridor.
3: Raylan, it does not take long to see what's at the other end of the corridor. A very, very difficult blockade. Immediately, you can barely continue. You think there are some gaps that maybe like a little mouse or a, a bird or a little weasel could get through. You can kind of poke your head there, but you, as a human, cannot crawl through the rock and the thing. Unless, of course, you started spending a very long time trying to clear away some of the stone
0: or ice that's in the way. janrick your little friends, do you think they could perhaps pass through and have a look and see what's on the other side? I mean, is that how it works?
1: Um, yes and no. They could probably get past there, but I, I'm not sure they can communicate properly what's on the other side.
2: Well, surely if if, if there's something on the other side of, of this, it's not something that was going to come out and abduct fishermen.
1: True.
0: Uh, well, we don't have anything else to do. We're stuck here.
2: Well, let's make a fire then, or something, just sit down, light up some whale oil. All right.
0: Uh, you, what you say makes sense.
1: Well, maybe we could at least clear a, a small path for me to to slip through or something just to get a little peek on what's on the other side?
0: Yeah, why not? How long would that take, do I think? is that is that more feasible to uh, to do? It's a little feasible, maybe 10 to 20 minutes. Oh, that's fine. We're going to be here for hours, probably. Yeah, alright, let let me start getting uh, that cleared up. Why don't you and uh, Calvert get the fire started and... and, Yeah, try to make it semi-comfortable for us while we wait. I'll, I'll move the rocks here. What do the other two
3: do? It ends up taking 30 minutes for Raylan to work away at making a little bit more of a gap. Calvert and Jenrik, where do you go? What is happening?
2: Well, um, having left the torch, the other torch in the other room, lit up, then I I think to myself that that's probably a better place to sit and wait for a whit. Maybe I can have a look inside of Raylan's pack, and maybe just look a little bit more at this thing and try to see what it says, this language that it's written in.
0: And uh, yeah, I've, I've put aside my pack, of course. Um, I, I can't be wearing that while I'm moving these heavy stones. Um, but it feels good to do this kind of physical work. You know, it feels honest somehow. I like honest work. I think to myself, as I'm I'm starting to get a little bit sweaty here in the, in the cave. I mean, it's very cold, but this is heavy work. So I I sort of feel that mm, unpleasant feeling of of being sweaty in in very warm winter clothes and how it sort of brings the cold in and it it sort of invites it at the same time. But at the same time, that cools you down and and makes it easier to continue. Raylan, so you work away while the others make a little campsite.
3: And while you're by yourself just making that gap, a little thought just comes to your mind. It's very suspicious. Why hasn't... The little halfling mentioned the item. It's like she doesn't care about it at all. But is that just a little ruse? Maybe maybe she's acting like that because she wants to pretend she's not interested when she's the most interested. Did you think to yourself?
0: Yeah, I mean, that's that's what they do. I have to be very careful here. She's going to try and steal it. After all, the item is,
3: you, you said yourself, split three ways, but I mean really
0: this an item like this maybe it's more valuable than that how much money could you make it would be enough to to set me up for good here i could really get that new life started i could i could really put up all the safeguards that i need just to ensure that <laughs> the, the dogs that the, the fists don't find me yeah this is my opportunity i can't believe it would come this quickly but here it is i have to grab this opportunity and just make it happen.
3: Finally, you have made a small enough gathering. Half an hour has passed. Calvert, Janrik, you haven't seen Raylan for the moment, but you've been able to hear him working. But finally, he returns.
1: I've uh, started, uh, well, uh, Calvert, did you go back to the other cave?
2: Yes, that's where I started some kind of campfire, and, and looking at this thing, I mean, I'm quickly trying to defer the work of actually doing- making a fire to you, so I can just slip off and look at this thing.
1: It's easy- I- I- I easily make a- a campfire, and then I start actually working on skinning that- this beast here. And take- you try to use as much of the creature as possible, um, trying to determine if we could actually eat it as well.
3: You're sure that with a little bit of cooking, it will make a lovely meal? But that's where your thoughts are. Calvert, you've just been staring. Staring at this beautiful, beautiful, crystalline glass. It is wondrous. You've realised now you've never seen anything this beautiful. Sell it, a little voice says. Sell it. That man is a fool. You don't sell this. This is yours. Yes.
2: No. now, is busy over there, and I hear... I hear Raylan walk away in the other room. Perhaps I could slip away. My snowshoes are still by the entrance. They wouldn't be able to keep pace with me. If I'm just quiet, quietly, I'm going to go off with this myself.
0: Raylan, you return. What do you do? Hmm, I look around, I look around, trying to find the thing, my pack. Where is it? It's over there, uh, the
3: Calvert, he's, he's looking at it He's taking it out of the pack He's looking at it and holding it very
0: closely to him Oh, it's uh, beautiful, isn't it, huh? Bet you want it, you want to keep it, huh?
2: Mmm, no I don't want to keep it, I want to sell it You sure? Yes, are you finished already?
0: It's ready now Janrik? Janrik? It's, it's time now you can, uh, you can go have a look and see what's on the other side.
1: Well, uh, maybe you should stick close by as well. Um, not that you can really help me on the other side, but um, I might have to make a hasty escape. And uh, you could, like, pull me back or something.
0: Sure. I say, and I first move to the the pack and make a point of, well, are you still holding the item or did you put it back?
2: No, I'm, I'm, I'm holding it. I'm looking at you uh, expectantly. Uh, well, aren't you going with her?
0: We should always carry it with us, you know, it's valuable. I say, and I I, I reach out to, to grab it from you. Do you let me take it?
2: No, I am I pull back. No, I, I'm fine, I'm, I'm holding it for now.
0: Well, then you bring it. What he says
3: causes you some irritation, Raylan, but, I mean, it's not unreasonable to
0: let him keep holding it. You're still within your own control here. Yeah, well, why don't you come with me, okay? We should all go together, huh? no one stays behind
2: anymore fine I go and I pick up the torch
1: well you never you never know what other animals might seek refuge from the blizzard so we better we're safer together I think
0: yeah much safer and uh, well yeah I, I show the way over to this uh, over to the obstruction and, and to this little hole that I've opened for the halfling it's right through there. You know what to do.
1: Could you hand me a torch, perhaps?
2: Sure. Why don't you take this one?
1: Here goes nothing. If I, I don't return, I guess you get to eat the cat on your own.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. Just be careful, will you? Just don't burn yourself.
1: No, no, no. It's okay. I've, 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 you know, I've scampered through some caves before. shouldn't be a problem.
2: You see, I look noticeably nervous, since you mentioned that other beasts might come in during the blizzard. I don't know anything how these things work, or what might be around here. I wish I were back in the city.
3: Still, you think to yourself, uh, Calvert, that, you know, back in the city with a lovely little, little podium for the chalice. You could put it on a shelf and, and put it with other precious things, and everyone would come and know that you were the owner of the precious thing.
2: Yes, maybe I won't sell it after all. Maybe I should keep it. It's so beautiful.
3: Janric, roll me an athletics check as you begin scrambling through this little narrow entranceway. Yes, of course.
1: Oh, um, ten.
3: <laughs> mm. You get a little stuck. You don't think it's urgent, you're a little halfling after all, but you are
0: definitely for a moment stuck.
1: Raylan, Calvert, could you maybe push a little?
0: Um, yeah, sure, and I begin pushing.
3: And with the aid of being pushed through, eventually you get through. But it takes some time, another 10-20 minutes.
1: can hear a bit of nervous, stifled laugh, giggle coming from the other side. Like, <clears throat> that takes out the element of surprise, I guess.
3: You are in a small little cave. You light your torch. You look around. There's really not much here. You do look up, though, and notice that there are... Ooh. You think far above, you can see... Does this key lead to the outside? You think you can hear the wind of the blizzard in here? You can actually see a bit of snow starting to come in. So there must be... Yes, okay, through here, that you could get outside. From the top, anyway. If you could fly, for example.
1: Try to look around a little, examine, see if I can find any tracks of animals living here or, or anything else.
3: You start going deeper into the cave. Raylan, for now, even though you can see a bit of a glow, you can't really see Janric anymore. What are you doing? You're just there, alone, with... Calvert.
0: I'm keeping an eye on him, of course. He's shifty. I'm sure he's gonna try and run off any time, but then I'll be ready. I'll be ready with my sword. I'll make sure that he doesn't. Mm. Calvert?
3: It seems Raylan can't take his eyes off you. But the halfling's gone.
2: Mm. I try to ignore him. I don't like it. It's clearly he wants this as well. He doesn't trust me. Why should he? I don't trust him and I uh, try to distract myself by turning away and I look down into the hole and I call. Janrik? Are you in there?
3: Do I hear this? You hear something, but you're distracted because suddenly a snowy white owl has landed in front of you in a little corner, flaps its wings. What do you do?
1: Um, I try, of course, to act as unthreatening as possible to this animal. I don't want it to go crazy and start going at me in this pretty closed environment. Of course, that would be... Given that it's probably almost as big as I am, (laughs) Um, I am a little bit nervous. (laughs)
3: It's even more unsettling when it begins to change, growing bigger, larger. Within a matter of moments, there is a person in front of you. They are clothed head to toe in thick white furs, they carry some sort of some satchels on their person, they have a large stag-like helmet on, a sort of hat if you will, with stag-like antlers on it, and as soon as they emerge, before you can make a sound, they put their mouth to theirs and make a shushing noise to you, saying Shh don't make a sound, friend
1: I, I I have of course been, you know, almost stumbling backwards when this has been happening, but I kind of freeze in my tracks. Looking at this this person with big round eyes, Are you you a friend?
3: That depends. I've come to this cave. This is a dangerous cave. You should not have come here. Tell me. Your friends, they found it, haven't they?
1: They found something, I think? Yes.
3: They are going to kill you for it. Me? Yes.
1: but but why? I I haven't made any claims to anything. Why would they kill me? We're we're working on this together. It it sounds totally unreasonable.
3: If what I say is false then be careful. Do not tell them I am here. Go back and say you saw nothing and see for yourself if I am wrong and I hope I am. All will be well but watch them carefully. Either one of them will be very keen to take that item for themselves. Do you understand?
1: Is there anything I can do to to help them or stop them from this?
3: Mm. Try to take the item from them and get rid of it somehow. That might help. I will be nearby. I will help you. I am a friend.
1: What is your name?
3: My name is Farna That is all you need to know. And the being suddenly, in a few moments, transforms back into a snowy white owl and flies out upwards into the snow, leaving you alone.
1: I I try to I scuttle up, 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 over the um, over the stones uh, and try to get to the other side. I probably get stuck halfway again, and I kind of reach out. My hands and and yell and call out for Calvert and Raylan to help me. Uh, Calvert! uh, Raylan, please help me! Please help me!
3: Both of you hear an annoying sound. Something's calling to you. Very irritating. You have so many more important things to be thinking about, but you do hear something very irritating, very annoying. Oh.
0: She's back, huh? Why don't you go and pull her out, huh? I did it last time. The pushing, I mean.
2: Ah, uh, I'm far too far in. If you were closer, I could do something. How about a game of dice?
0: Now? We need to get her out. We need to help her.
2: Can you help her? <laughs> um, fine. Fine. Mm, and I still hold on to the thing, but I put it down next to where I crouched down and... Look into the hole.
3: You see the halfling there. You'll need to reach both your arms in to help her out. She again does seem to have gotten stuck. It is a very tight place to get in. Raylan, you notice that he has placed down that chalice on the ground. Pleases me greatly, but he
0: is still a threat. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until until he reaches both arms in there. And then I'm going to take care of him. I'm going to make sure that he can't steal it, and the halfling, she can be stuck in there, and I can take it just for myself, yeah. It's mine, after all. It speaks to me.
2: Well, what did you find? I, I do what must be done, and I kneel down, and I put both my arms in to grab a hold of the halfling.
1: Um, nothing, just an owl. (laughs) <laughs>
0: and at that moment, if he has reached both his arms in, I I take the hilt of my sword and I try to club him at the back of the head with it. I don't want to kill him, of course. We shall see.
3: I would like you, Raylan, to roll a stealth check as you try and do this quickly without him noticing. That is a five. Well, the good news is that you, Calvert, need to roll a perception check. You need to beat five.
2: I roll 13.
3: Calvert, you notice from behind. Raiden is coming up behind you, weapon ready to strike at your head. What do you do? Your arms are currently reaching out to Janrik.
2: I try and push myself back and roll out of the way.
3: And you just manage to, as his bladed attack misses. Both of you please roll initiative.
2: 15. 11.
3: Now, unfortunately for you, Genric, you are currently stuck. So you are not in initiative just yet. But you do see, suddenly, the two people... They're attacking you. What thoughts are going through your mind, Janrik?
1: They are going to kill me over this silly thing. Well, I don't even know what it is. And, and I'm stuck and they will probably just stab me to death while I'm, I hang here in the middle of nowhere
3: you will be able to try and get out but unfortunately for now we go back to Raylan Raylan unfortunately you were not stealthy enough but that's fine battle begins what do uh, you do
0: I'm going to make short work of this little man I uh move to uh, slash at him with the long sword yes I, I will make this mine no one can stand in my way does a 24 hit yes roll damage that is seven damage
3: Calvert. He leans forward and strikes at you with his weapon.
2: It hurts. What do you do? I turn away so I avoid the worst of it. He was clearly going for my head. He's gone mad. Stop it. What are you doing? And I bring out two daggers, one in each of my hand. And um, I think, I mean, how, how does this affect me and this thing? How strong is it calling for me.
3: You don't know what you're talking about? What thing? All you know is your own mind is telling you. Obviously, he's gone mad. He wants it. He wants it from you. He's going to kill you. And the Halfling. You wouldn't mind if the Halfling died, but you mind dying, Calvert. This is your dream. This is it. This will solve everything.
2: I hate being in a direct conflict like this. This is not how I fight. Uh, I... Can I, like... Disengage and try and run into the other cave and hide?
3: If you wish to use your cunning action to disengage, you can, and he will not be able to attack. You could indeed make it into the other cave and try and hide, yes.
2: I could, but I can also slice an ear of this annoying person who is trying to make his what is mine.
3: Exactly. And if you did run to hide as well, then he'd have it, he'd have it. He could just he could also run off and hide.
2: All this just flashes by in an instant as I'm making up my mind and lunge to attack him myself.
0: Roll your attack.
2: That's an 8.
0: That would not be enough. Against 19.
3: You lunge out to attack, but it's not that he's quicker than you. He's just more… Oh, that armour, your dagger just sort of clinks off, and again, this is not your element. You can't get a surprise attack on him. You fail your attack. What else do you do?
2: As one of the daggers just glances off his shield, I'm going to try and find an opening with my other one. and would use my bonus to weapon fighting action to attack again. Mm, That's eleven.
3: Still not good enough. Again, you strike, but again, he's ready. You can't get an opening in. He is, after all, apparently quite skilled at Fighting! Ugh. Janric, what are you trying to do?
1: I tried to wriggle um, to get out of the stuck place, but I kind of realized that it, it's a little... Even though I am small, it's still a, a bit um, cramped here. So I, I think I actually unbutton my my coat and try to wriggle out of that to get out of the little pickle I'm in. Hmm. Well, that will
3: leave the lovely clothing behind but uh, yes, that will give you an advantage to your athletics check Uh,
1: So that's uh, 16
3: You manage to scramble out, again you lose all your winter clothing that's currently stuck behind you, but you manage to sort of just about crawl out and fall out of the entranceway where the fighting is happening Raylan. It is your turn. You're aware that the halfling is getting out of the tunnel, but again, you have someone right in front of you. What are you doing? Yeah,
0: he's my main concern now. He's not going to get away. He's not going to steal what's mine. I press on the assault, and I attack again. You can't run. I'm going to get you, I say, and and I slash with my longsword, and I roll 15. Yes, you hit again. Roll damage. Eleven.
3: Eleven damage. How are we doing, Calvert? He strikes you hard. You're bleeding.
2: He pierces through, and one of my arms, and I almost drop the daggers as he finds a chink between the arm and my chest, and it's pretty bad. It is pretty bad. And I grin, I I grimace, and and I
0: I look, have this look of superiority like I'm going to crush you now, little man.
3: Indeed. But it is your turn then, Calvert. What do you do? You are also aware that the halfling is now here. Whose side will she be on? Will she join him? Will she join you? Will she just run off with it? You don't know.
2: Can I, in my action, use my cunning action to try and disengage, snatch the thing and run? Yes. I also have the fast hand thing, so I could use use it to do a slice of hand check uh, or something like that as well.
3: Just the cunning action disengage will be enough for you to get to the item, pick it up, and run somewhere. But where are you running?
2: I would try to run out into the blizzard. I would would once again move unpredictably fast for my big... Stature. Slip by. Just snatch the item and then start darting for the exit.
3: If you use your disengage action and then your action to move, you will be out into the blizzard.
2: I will do that then.
3: Suddenly, Calvert darts forward, darting past you, Janrik. He picks it up and he's out into the cold. You're free! Freezing. So cold. Biting wind, rain, and snow hit your face. You can see nothing, but you're out.
2: Mm. I've got it. I'm going to. I'm going to get it back. I'll, I'm going to have it for myself. I'm going to have it for myself. I take hold, hold it in one hand, pressing it hard to my chest, and I try to pull down my fur hat, expensive fur hat that I spent all my gold on, except the. Things that I gambled away, of course. I'm going to go there. I'm going to get. I'm going to get there myself.
3: Janrik. Janrik, <sighs> you just notice Calvert dart past you, running outside into the blizzard, and there you are, standing with Raylen, blood-soaked sword. What do you do?
1: Of course, I summoned the so- swarm. Um, it has been. It, it was still in the hood of my coat, so it's. It comes to me out of the crevice. Uh, where I've been wriggling out of um, it kind of circles around me and then I draw my dagger that hangs in my belt and you can see the, the iridescent little balls of bright bright red gather around my knife as I actually I lunge past Raylan but I, I don't seem to be lunging at him I, I try to, I, I want to get past him to to try to Catch um, the rogue, Calvert, before he gets too far.
3: Well, you are able to sort darting out, but unfortunately, Calvert is just a little in front of you. You can get to the exit, and you can see him kind of just a little in the snow, but again, it's dark, and there's a blizzard. But you are there, and your swarm is now active. Raylan they're all
0: running away from you,
3: running out into the
0: night. It seems to be night. Just, I thought false, all of them. Backstabbers. Traitors. Yes. No, no, I will. I will move after them. I will find them in the darkness and I will take this. It still belongs to me. And I uh, determinedly uh, begin just walking behind them my sword uh, out by my side and blood, the blood from Calvert still uh, dripping from it. Uh, come now. No hasty actions, huh? You're gonna freeze to death out there.
3: Well, Raylan, you're able to catch up with Janrik. She has not left the area
0: just yet. With a move, you are upon her. Why don't you stay here? There's no, no need for for us to trade blows, is there?
1: To be honest, I'm already freezing my, my butt off, and I don't think he will be getting that far, I say as I look over to where his snowshoes are still hanging from a, a a piece of rock from the wall.
3: Yes. Calvert, you don't know where you are, but you're far from them. You're going to make it, although you have a moment where you remember that you left your snowshoes behind, and suddenly there's a 16 hit. Yes. The second attack or so hits. You're not sure where it comes from, but suddenly you sense someone else. You feel a cold, cold blade pierce you in the heart. Twice. (gasps) You take eight damage and then eight damage again. Are you still alive?
2: Mm, I... I was doing so well. I, I... I... I had it. I just needed to find somewhere to... To cover my wounds. What is this? Pain... No. I go below zero hit points.
3: You fall to the ground. You are not dead yet. But the pain... So cold. It's unbearable as you fall into the snow. Raylan. It's your go. You're standing there with Janric. You cannot see where Calvert has gone, though. You're quite concerned. He must be somewhere out there in the blizzard. But again, it is so dark it may as well be night maybe night came early you can't see anything in that blizzard but you know calvert's out there somewhere and he'll have it on him
0: i have to find him i grab the the torch or i light one if if there's no, no, none none uh, left uh, behind i'm gonna go out there i'm gonna put on the snowshoes and i'm gonna find him are you gonna come with me we can find him together
1: as I said before, I don't think he will be getting far in the storm. We could, should probably wait for it to abate and then go pick up whatever pieces, frozen pieces, that are left Why don't you do that,
0: huh? Why don't you wait here? I'll tell them that you're here. You, you stay. I'll go find him. And I put the snowshoes on and I move out into the darkness.
1: Uh, Raylan? What even is that? Why? Why is it doing this to you?
0: I say nothing as I disappear into the dark, into the snow. Raylan, out you go, holding a torch up high.
3: It's so cold, so very cold. The blizzard rages around you. You use your move to move, but your action... Well, there's nothing to do an action upon, is there? Roll a perception check at disadvantage. Ten. You start moving the torch around, and suddenly you think you see... Calvert! You found him! He's down in the snow, he's moving a little, and you think, the
0: pack, you can see the pack, what do you do? I'm jubilant, and I use my second win bonus action to regain some hit points, and I get six points back. Excellent. And then do you go and try and help Calvert, or get to the pack? I go to the pack. That's what I'm there for anyway, so I don't care about him. He was in my way. Calvert, you are aware that he's there, but you can't move. It's so
3: hard to move, but you're still alive. You're still alive, and you know he's taking it from you. But it's funny, because you notice there's something behind him that he hasn't seen. What do you think of that?
2: Mm, I... Yeah, they'll, they'll kill him, too. They'll kill him, they'll take the thing. And I... Maybe I can still make it the irony.
3: (laughs) Suddenly, the wind increases tenfold, and you see before you, Raylan, ice start to form, almost as if there was a great ice storm upon you. Please roll a dexterity saving throw. That is 18. Well done. You only take 10 damage from bludgeoning in ice as suddenly large chunks of ice begin falling everywhere, striking at you. You're just about able to stumble out of their way, though. As you see a being before you, casting a hand out and laughing on the wind. Do I have it?
0: Yes, it's in your possession. Doesn't matter the pain. It's fine, right? Now I'm going to get out of here as quickly as I can. I I just rush. I don't want to fight. I don't care about this being. It cannot catch up with me. No, no, no. I'm going to get away. I just run as quickly as I can. It doesn't matter where. Away from here.
3: Janrik, you're watching from the cave. You can see something happening outside, but it's so hard to see. What are you doing?
1: You're alone. I walk back into the cave and try to get my winter clothing back from the cave-in, where I crawled through earlier. I slowly gather up all the other things, and I sit by the fire and wait for the blizzard to abate. Only fools would go out into this weather, especially when you're not used to it. And sadly, I am not used to this weather. I'm hoping that I might be able to track them later on. I need to get this thing from them. I need to stop, stop this madness somehow. But... It would be even greater madness to run out into the blizzard like this.
3: Raylan, you're running. You use a full action and move to dash 60 feet. You're, although, of course, it's not really that much, actually. You only move half of that because you are trudging through snow. Even with your snowshoes in a blizzard, your going is not as fast as it should be. Again, roll me that dexterity saving throw.
0: Nine.
3: That time, you take 19 bludgeoning and ice damage. As again, a great radius around you is suddenly filled
0: with snow and ice pelting at you directly. We're down. I scream, ah! No! No! I I cry out, and I, I, I take out the item and I just hold it in my hand. No, no, I had it. I was so close. You see
3: a being come before you. They laugh slightly to themselves as they lean down and plunge an icy, icy cold sickle deep into your heart. Yet you do not die immediately, but again, there's nothing you can do. It was so close, and yet you feel
0: this being take the item from your hands. And with every bit of energy I have left, I just scream, no, no, I I need it. It's mine, and I suppose I collapse there as my life bleeds out into the snow.
3: Your vision is hazy. It's funny, because you think to yourself, no, the figure didn't take it. Something else, an animal of some kind took it, not the figure. Janrik, you're there, waiting. An hour passes. The others have not returned. Night is falling and the blizzard is still raging. What are you doing?
1: If I can't really tell if this blizzard is going to stop soon, I will have to leave and start to try to track them. But of course, the, their tracks will be more or less covered uh, by now.
3: Hmm. You hear a voice from behind you. You didn't notice, but an owl had just landed inside, and you see once again the ragged figure of this one who called himself Farnar. It seems I was telling you the truth, correct?
1: Yes, it does seem they were trying to, well, at least kill each other about for this item. I don't doubt they probably would have interpreted me as a threat as well, and tried to kill me. You did well,
3: though, to resist such a trinket. Why was that? Do you have no interest in material things, in cities, in cogs and iron?
1: Well, if I have a warm fire and a a nice flagon of ale, I'm, I'm pretty satisfied with most things here in life. Even though we struggle sometimes to to function.
3: (laughs) The figure whistles. You see from the entrance, free of the things from before, coming in slowly. He smirks. I must thank you for one thing. My dear companion. She was at the end of her life she did wish to go out in battle so i thank you for that
1: she was a noble creature and thought well i is it all, all right if my if we feed upon her hmm would that please her
3: it might but i'm afraid i need you for something else are more important. It's a shame that you didn't fall to the trap, but well, this will have to do, won't it? He smiles as the Crag Cats begin coming towards you and growling.
1: Uh, oh my, um, I summoned the swarmer once again, but kind of not in the bright orange-red kind of agitated moods. More in a. St- bleak flicker of white and blue.
3: Hmm. When they attack, all three of them, attacking you as a pack, what do you try and do?
1: Of course I try to fight back as as well as I can, as well as my tiny hands and little legs can fight and, and kick and bite, I will, but given that they're like probably four or five times bigger than I am, and, and the swarm has little, little they can do against this enemy, I, I try to stand defiant.
3: You are a brave little halfling. You are able to dodge some blows. I feel even your swarm is able to take a few out, one or two. But it is when the being comes with that terrible icicle of his that you feel pressed. But you do manage to, again, just sort of get out of his range. You are actually at the entrance of the cave as you sort of dance around all their attacks. You could do something. What do you do?
1: Could I cast Absorb Elements?
3: You cast your spell of absorbing elemental energies. I'm guessing you choose cold. Yeah. When a great icy storm then suddenly is thrust upon you, you actually are able to lessen the damage.
1: I think actually the swarm gathers around me, kind of shielding me a bit from above, uh, turning icy icy white and blue as they absorb some of the harsh element. Could you also roll a dexterity saving throw? Uh,
3: 20. You defy this elemental storm. You still take 10 cold damage, but most of it you actually are able to withstand as your swarm stands there defending you to their very last breath. But you still take damage. And the being tilts its head a little before the crack cats fall upon you. As they tear you apart, how do you feel? You did your best. Did you think this was what was waiting for you in the cold?
1: I feel disappointed, of course, but in some measure, I'm still a little elated, because the swarm, it was actually listening to me. Yes. Calvert.
3: Raylan. You're so dimly aware of what's going on. Raylan, you felt you lost consciousness. You should be dead. You definitely will be dead soon. Calvert! Again, vaguely aware of what's going on. You can just see Raylan but next to you. You're both aware that there is a corpse of a halfling. But the halfling has long gone. You see a figure leaning over you. It has a bit of a gash on its side. It seems as if Janric was able to thrust some of that ice back at it. But it was not enough. Crack cats are coming around you. Thicker leans down to you, Calvert. What's going through your mind, Calvert? These are your last moments. Was this enough of an escape? Do you
2: feel? I just lie there and I feel how there's a warmth coming. All of a sudden, in the icy cold of it all, there is a warmth, there is a tiredness coming over me. I I feel like I could just give in to it, and even in that feeling, there is that call from somewhere, from the thing that I was supposed to have. Why was I here? Why was I here?
3: The being whispers in your ear, this strange, ragged druid. I see you have a moment of warmth left. I'm afraid that won't do. He drives the frozen icicle deep into you, (coughs) and all you feel is cold as you pass. He comes to you, Raylan. You. You did well, but not quite well enough. Any final words? Uh,
0: Where is it? Where is the thing? I need it. Give it to me. (laughs) I'm afraid
3: it is needed for the others who will come after you. No, give it to me. Again, the ice goes through your heart. And as you pass...
0: I suppose your last thoughts are thinking on the item, yes? Yes, but perhaps there is also a moment of clarity of realising that that w- what, what happened to me? What happened to me? Is this how I go out? I had gotten away. I had a new chance and and I threw it all away.
3: Finally the figure comes to you Janryk. Suddenly, there is a moment where you are back. It hurts so much, but you are back. It leans down. You. You fought back well. In a way, I could have let you live. But I am afraid my goddess does not permit such things. You understand, yes? Uh,
1: uh, who, Who are you? Really?
3: I told you my name. I serve the goddess the frost maiden winter is cruel you understand i cannot show pity
1: i i don't think i can control this swarm any longer maybe you should run
3: he laughs and you see your swarm starting to just freeze each and every single little one just little tiny specks on the ice he doesn't seem bothered at all you were a worthy opponent but I'm afraid the sacrifices need to be prepared farewell and he drives his icy sickle into your heart what are your final thoughts?
1: probably peace the struggle with Keeping the swarm in check and how it has affected my life. I don't need to bother with that anymore.
3: You don't. And so, all three of you pass away in the cold. It doesn't take long for your bodies to be covered in the snow of the blizzard. Neither of you will ever be seen again. You all die alone. Isolated, frozen. There is nothing that pleases Oral the Frostmaiden more than the cold, isolated dead. And if the everlasting rhyme is not stopped soon, such a fate will await all of those who dwell in the ten towns of Icewind Dale.
0: You have listened to Red Moon Roleplaying an our podcast of Icewind Dale. If you like what you heard, please go to redmoonroleplaying.com or our pages on Facebook, Twitter or YouTube to enjoy more of our brand of darkness. The music for this episode was from the enhanced editions of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 and Planescape Torment, and we would like to thank Beamdog Studios for allowing us to use them. Check out the new versions of these classics if you haven't already. Now, go forth, brave adventurers, and enjoy Icewind Dale, Rime of the Frostmaid.